listeners and transcription readers. I'm John McKenna, and you're listening to So Podcast. Today's topic is all about, wait for it, travelling. But let me talk a bit further. Travelling as a person with a physical disability. My guest is Kerry Williams. G'day, Kerry. Hello. Thanks for coming on board. Thank you for having me. That's a bit of a travel saying, isn't it? Come on board. Yes, exactly. Okay. (laughs) Kerry, you've been invited onto the So Podcast show because you've got a great story to tell around um, what started you create an organisation, a business called Accessible Accommodation. I'll throw it to you right now. Tell us why. Yeah, uh, my mum has MS and um, we're always organising holidays for our family. And um, we had just too many disappointments when we would get to an accommodation that it wasn't in fact accessible or what uh, a person without a disability's perception of the, the place that they have uh, as being what is accessible and what isn't. Um, so we just had too many disappointments and we figured, you know what, there's got to be a better way to do this. Um, so we built a holiday house that was fully uh, compliant for disability. And over five years I've learned that you know what, everyone wants to travel, especially Australians, mm. and wants to travel all over Australia and not just in our holiday house. Mm. So we launched about 10 months ago and uh, we've got about 70-odd properties so far around Australia. So we're talking about a website. So let's tell this is the name of the website right now. Yeah, it's accessibleaccommodation.com.au. Yep. And I want to go back a step because you were talking about disappointment. That word doesn't fit with the word holiday. Yes, so true. Holiday is about to be fun, relaxing, chilling, having a good time, being with friends. So disappointments are things like, of course, your airline ticket gets Mm cancelled or whatever. But we're talking about a different other type of disappointments, aren't we? Yes. Let's Um, unpack that a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. So um, when, when when someone who doesn't have a disability gets to a holiday uh, accommodation, it might be a hotel or a resort or a holiday house, um, the chances are what they see on the photos is what they get. People with disabilities, it's a very different kettle of fish because um, everyone, every person who has a disability has a unique need um, and everyone is very different and what might suit one person with a disability may not suit the other. And so what we, our focus is on information um, and that's why there are over 50 questions to the most pressing answers for um, people with, with physical disabilities. Um, and we also have videos and we have a lot of photographs and our most photographed and most shared pictures are always the bathrooms because logically if someone can get in and out of the shower, on and off the loo, in and out of the bed, then they're going to have a good holiday. Sure. And that's their primary concern. When you talk about 50 questions, these questions of the person who's about to go travelling or the operator or both? Well, we use that to quiz the operator to qualify them. Uh, It's quite a long process for us to determine, one, is it in fact accessible? And two, what degree of accessibility, going back to everyone's different. Um, So it's really focusing on um, informing and, and we're the conduit between the accommodation provider and the um, person wanting to travel. And so our goal is by the time they've read a a listing and they've seen the photos and the videos and all our questions, that they're at a point where they can be confident that when they arrive at that destination, that they're going to be able to do uh, exactly that, in and out shower, on and off loo, in and out of the bed, 
glide through? Is it a rolling shower? All those pressing questions that make or break a holiday. Mm. Uh, I'm sure some people may know that I'm also a wheelchair user myself. And I will add to this and say that uh, so many personal experience I've had where an operator has said, well, actually, we've had someone in a wheelchair yesterday and they had no problems whatsoever. Mm. I'm an electric wheelchair user. So as you said, everyone's got different um, abilities. Yes. So it is about making that phone call. This is is what's worked for me is to make the phone call, if you can, to the operator directly and spell it out exactly. Is there any step at all in that shower? Mm. Mm. Can I roll a wheel? You know, because once again, I just shake my head and say, oh, we've only got a three-step easy to get your wheelchair over. Yeah. No, it's not. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think it's only once once you either are a carer or a person with a disability do you really appreciate and understand the unique needs um, that require, that go into organising a, a holiday accommodation or, or any accommodation for that matter. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's why we went into so much detail and it also is a very good way for us to qualify the property owner because their perception of disability and what is accessible is very different to everyone else's perception. Everyone has different views on what they deem accessible. Let's talk about the attitudes of operators. So first of all, an operator is someone that has accommodation, um, as in a flat or a holiday house. Any other types of it? Caravan parks, do you? Yes, caravan parks, houseboats. Houseboats. Got quite a few really amazing houseboats. Um, resorts, um, hotels, uh, farm stays, pretty much anywhere where you can holiday, um, we, we cover those areas. Mm. Um, and, yes, it's been a very interesting learning experience over the last 10 or 11 months since we've launched on the attitude of accommodation providers. Mm. Positive or negative? Um, nearly all positive. I'd say about 99% positive. And I think that's what surprised me the most. Mm. Um, one, they love the fact that, you know how you mentioned you you call up and you need to know specifics. Well, so does every other person with a disability. So if you can imagine the receptionist having to go upstairs, go and measure the width of the door, and they do that multiple times, well, we make it easier because we've already, we've covered every single possible question that they could possibly ask and that you could possibly ask. Mm. So that's one benefit um, that they love. Um, Again, feedback over the last 10 months, the two biggest points that we've noticed with accommodation providers' feedback is that they are staying longer, people with disabilities stay longer. And it's only logical because the amount of planning and logistics that goes into getting in a car, even hiring a car, all the equipment, et cetera, so once people with disabilities are there, they tend to want to stay longer. Exactly. And I think it's a really important point you yeah, raise. Yeah, And they bring their family too, don't they? Absolutely. So, yes, they, so you might travel with a carer or two carers. Those carers need somewhere to sleep. Um, and so multiple people are generally booking when someone with a disability stays. Mm. So, again, that's a, a financial benefit. And then this, the other thing was, it was surprised me, that, uh, probably one of the most surprising things is how many hotels, um, you know, if, if their occupancy rate is about 30 or 40%, you know, that's pretty good. Um, but when it comes to the rooms that for disabilities, the disabled designated rooms, they're often left vacant um, and they're not generating an income. So I started out, when you're going back to what you said about being surprised, I started out trying to convince them the benefits financially 
What surprised me is how not just financially did they approach it, they approached it from a, well, let's do it, why not? Um, So they're very, very, they've been very, very enthusiastic. And um, often it comes from if someone has or knows a cousin or an uncle that with a disability, um, because that level of understanding is stronger as well. Yeah, it has been a big surprise. I think it's a lot comes back to tell me if I'm right or wrong, but about the language we're using. So we're saying the D word a lot right now. Yeah. But as you know, there are many people who travel who've had a hip replacement or a stroke. They still want to travel. And um, as soon as you say the word disability to any business owner, they say, no, sorry, can't help. Yes. But we're just talking about a person who has different um, physical needs. Yes. Whether it be short statured, tall, short. Fat, skinny, <laughs> it all fits into yep. that, doesn't it? And the aged market, of course, or seniors. Correct. Um, and, and going to, I mean, the reason why we started this, going to my mum, she, when she first got her, uh, diagnosed with MS, she did not want to consider herself disabled um, purely because she's such an active person. You, you could never stop her. She was always moving. So that um, that perception of dis- disability, I I've, I've pretty much try and wipe that and I just look at it as mobility challenges because some people's mobility challenges might be they can manage one step, but they can't um, uh, do other things. And others simply have to have it all completely level. Mm. Yeah. So for those operators that say, mm, yes, well, I do get the odd inquiry about doing something, uh, but the cost is involved, so much money I need to spend. We were talking before the interview that um, there's actually a magazine that spoke about the market share on how... Um, yes. What's the name of the magazine? So Forbes magazine, it's sort of the t- it's similar to Time magazine, but it's more of a focusing on financials and, and business. Um, and they published an article in uh, mid- middle of last year that stated that um, the disability market within uh, globally is equal to that of the total Chinese tourist market. So if we think about how many millions and millions of dollars Australia government tourism operators spend trying to attract the Chinese market, well, sitting in their, in their backyard is a group, is an audience of people who want to travel and, um, we, and are, they stay longer, they spend more because they stay longer. Um, and the other thing is that they're risk adverse. Mm. So, so if, you've, if you had a great experience, a ch- the, there's a high probability that you're going to want to go back to that place because you know it. You don't have to go through the risk. So this market is, is massive um, and people, uh, tra- tourism operators are cottoning on to this. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really exciting. I'll once again share my own experience as I've travelled a bit where I've gone to a beach town or town and you'll get the retailers' shops to say, oh, you must be staying at this place because every time we see people disabilities, that's where they stay. And then we forget about the ripple effect on how positive it is the people with disability are taken out of their normal location, placed on the other side of the world or other part of Australia yes. and are seen and get to experience the overall the community love that. Yes, definitely. Like, like with any tourism market, um, it, they're reliant on people, their discretionary spending apart from just accommodation. They're going to want to go to a restaurant. So if there's a ramp at the restaurant nearby, 
Uh, that's another thing we do with the website is we provide links to all the accessible areas that they can go to whilst they're staying. So our goal is to try and promote those. You know, it might be a long boardwalk of five kilometres along the beach or it might be a really great restaurant um, that has full disabled access. Uh, those are the things that we, we also try and promote. And, and so basically by the time they've booked the place, they also know exactly where they're going to go and what they're going to do. So, Kerry, apart from your website, which sounds extremely resourceful, some basic tips for a son or daughter, a husband or wife, or even the person with a disability themselves, what are they looking out for? Um, and I know it depends, are you a wheelchair user? Are you blind? Uh, do you have other challenges? But yeah. are there any common things that you, you think you, it's your right to ask? Um, to, okay, so some tips um, are would be don't be afraid to ask questions um, and be specific on the type of question you're asking. Um, so if you say, look, is it step-free access, uh, be specific um, and walk them through because not only are you now receiving correct and accurate information, but you're also educating that accommodation provider so they have a better understanding of, of, of what a person with a mobility challenge has. Um, I like when you say walk through because quite often tourist operators have pictures of their bedroom, bathroom, but they're not showing the stuff that people with disabilities need to see. Yes. Can I access the mirror in the bathroom? Correct. Is there a step? Show me the shower. Yes. It's all about that shower and the toilet? It is. It is. And, and nearly all our photographs um, of the bathrooms are usually the, grabbing the iPhone and, and taking a photo because they don't, when they have professional shots done, they don't actually think about the fact that they need to have lots of bathroom shots. And I know the way I explain to our accommodation providers, if I post a, a, a photograph on Instagram of an accessible bathroom, I get four times as much reach as I do a beautiful sunset along Margaret River. <laughs> I love that. Because, you know, getting off on and off the dunny and, and in and out of the, the, the shower, that's critical. And that's so right. that's the first thing people with mobility challenges look for. That's right. It's all about the toilet. Yes. <laughs> we need that toilet. Yes. It's not legal to go and poo on the beach, is yep. it? <laughs> they don't, they don't, don't give a rats about beautiful views. The, uh, the first thing they do is, is, is can, I, can I feel comfortable in this environment and can I um, do what everyone else should be able to do in this environment? And people have options if they don't want to necessarily take the shower chair and all their own gear? Yeah. So going back to what you said on tips, um, we also, at the end of it, uh, with one of the 50-odd frequently asked questions, one of the key ones that people don't realise is how easy it is to hire equipment in a destination that you go to. Um, and so we always put the address and contact details. But as a, as a general tip, forget about accessible accommodation for a moment, and that is you'd be surprised at the fact that there are higher uh, equipment hire places very close to wherever you're staying and they deliver, um, and you just say, okay, this, this is what I need. They then ring the, op the tourism operator, the, the, say the hotel, and say, look, I'm dropping around at, and, and between 11 and 12, here's my equipment, and off they go. After you stay, they pick it up. So you don't have to go and pack, a, a, you know, not only a, a, a large vehicle, but also a trailer with all your equipment. Uh, you can just simply hire it. So that's another tip. Yeah. Um, can, uh, can I ask a question? Sorry yeah. to interrupt, but do you think there's a bit of a fear with operators to say, 
Well, we'd welcome anybody with a disability, physical disability, that's going to be able to uh, be independent. We also acknowledge we're not fully compliant. So is there the element of fear there where um, we think our bed's a bit low, but uh, we are bed blocks that can raise the bed higher? Are you hearing much of that from operators? Yeah, actually, you raise a really good point. Um, what the government deem compliant is not necessarily... As in the government in Australia? Yes. So, so whether it's the US or Australia, there are, there are rules and requirements about how high the grab rails are, what sort of grab rails, or heights of toilets and all that. Those are all important, but they don't make up a comfortable stay. It's the other bits of information that make a comfortable stay. Does that make sense? It does indeed. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, Kerry, I hope that we're going to inspire people to say it's not all that hard to go on a holiday. Yeah. Of course, cost comes into it, but um, I think what you've done is a fantastic resource. So thank you very much for closing. And once again, you, you did say it was your mother that made all this happen. Is that right? Yeah. Having, she has MS and um, I'm part-time carer, mostly for holidays for her. And um, That's a good gig. A really good gig. It it is now. Very (laughs) good. And the name of your website again? Accessibleaccommodation.com.au. And um, we also have Facebook and that's just another thing to utilise other people's experiences. And so we also have Facebook as well uh, where people do share information as well, not just with us. Thank you, Kerry, for coming on to the SO podcast. Thank you. Mm -hmm.